Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Time Podcast. I'm your host, Micah, and joining me today are my co-hosts, Nelson. Hello. And Rissa. Hello. So, um, on today's episode, we're going to be going over Mary Poppins Returns, which was a movie that was recently released. And um, so, I take it you guys got a chance to watch it uh, this week, right? Uh, that is correct. supposed to watch it? <laughs> Yes, I watched it. <laughs> and you did too, huh, Nelson? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, I got a chance also on Friday. So we all got a chance to watch it. And now we're going to give our thoughts on the movie. So if you're tuning in, thank you for joining us. And I want to say that we have a YouTube video up right now. If you want to check it out, um, it's the review on Riverville Terrace. So check that out and subscribe. Also, we have a promotion going on. It's a giveaway on Instagram. We are giving away a Steamboat Willie Mickey plush. So that's going to end on January 6th. And we're going to announce the winner on um, the podcast. So uh, check that out too. Um, the rules are easy. Just like the post and follow us. And also subscribe on YouTube for an extra entry. All right. Now that that's out of the way, uh, let's get our thoughts on the movie. Um, let's start with you, Rissa. Uh, okay, first. What are your overall... What do you want to say first? Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. Right. Okay. So this is a spoiler alert um, before we even begin to review the movie. Um, uh, if you don't want to get spoiled, I'd say cut out here or um, you know skip to the end where we give our conclusion. Um, this is this is going to have a lot of spoilers about music, about, you know, what we thought was going on. So um, if you don't want to hear any spoilers, you don't want to, you haven't seen it yet, um, skip until you have seen it. Okay, Rissa, let's get your thoughts on it. Um, I didn't think there was going to be as much music as there was. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised, and I loved every single number that was... Uh performed um i was a bit thrown off by lin-manuel miranda's accent when <laughs> he first opened the movie because as we all know he's american well right. um puerto rican american i believe right yeah yeah um so it was it was a little odd to hear him speak with a british accent um and not like a london accent but like a cockney accent so, i know that was like where is he getting this cockney from <laughs> yeah yeah, because they're supposed to be in London, so it's like a commoner accent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it thoroughly um, overall before we dive into it. Um, Emily Blunt's portrayal definitely was not a Julie Andrews portrayal, and I think she made it clear that she wasn't going to do that. Right. Um, she wanted to stay true to the books, and it's one of the reasons why we didn't really have a Julie Andrews cameo. Ah. Because... Uh, Julie Andrews said that she wanted it to be the Emily show. Uh, she didn't want to detract from it um, by her presence being there. Um, and I think that was commendable for Julie to do. And if there is a follow-up movie, I think that um, Julie Andrews should make a cameo on the on a follow-up. If it happens within, you know, a reasonable amount of time this time. Not like, how many years has it been? Like Over 60. So Yeah. Actually, no, so, it's it was 1960 that the movie 1964, came out. 1964, so. right? Yeah, around then. So it's... 50-something years yeah. since since the first one came out. Yeah, so long overdue. Um, so um, before we actually get into the cameos that did happen in the movie, um, yeah, um, I think you're right about Julie Andrews. She should make a cameo if there's a subsequent movie. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts before we get Nelson's take? Um, I did read an article before saying that Julie and that there was supposed to be a Mary Poppins returns like when Julie Andrews was still younger um but it was just stuck in the studios because uh PL Travers the the author of the the series she didn't really like Julie Andrews portrayal initially and that's why we had that movie um saving, saving Mr. Mr. Banks right um to to kind of honor PL Travers but 
I think we finally got this movie because of the fact that the state allowed um, the movie to, to happen. So I'm, I was very happy with the way that everything was portrayed. Um, Rob Marshall did a great job just like he did with into the woods. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I love, I especially love Meryl Streep's scene. So. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, so Nelson, I understand you just watched the first movie recently, like this week, right? Yeah, and actually a couple hours ago. So that was the second time you watched the, the <laughs> original movie. Yeah. So um, again, just uh, earlier last week, um, I had mentioned in last week's episode that I needed a refresher on. Um, the original Mary Poppins, because it's literally been years. I want to say I didn't, I can't remember seeing it. Um, when you're so, younger, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I probably watched it when I was like, I don't know, maybe ten, maybe younger. So it's been a while, <laughs> and the only scene I could really remember from the original was uh, the the penguin scene with you know Dick Van Dyke's uh, Bert's character uh, dancing with the penguins. Right, right. So I really needed to refresh myself. And so earlier this week on Tuesday, I, I um, had a chance to watch it. So and uh, yeah, after um, after I watched it, I was like just thinking like, dang, Julie Andrews, uh, her her portrayal of um, Mary Poppins was she's a she's a boss. <laughs> right, right. She's she's got a very commanding kind of uh, like attitude, and I, I I thought she was really fun and entertaining to watch, and so just you know revitalized like yeah no like mary poppins she's a really cool cool character and so i had you know obviously these um having been refreshed i had a you know was able to go into mary poppins returns and you know actually um can relate to these characters and in all honesty i wasn't sure ahead of time that mary poppins returns was actually a sequel mm. I didn't think it was. I kind of, uh, I just assumed since, you know, this day and age, there's just so many reboots. So I just assumed <laughs> it was a reboot. I didn't know it was literally a sequel because, I don't know, maybe 15 or so minutes into the movie, like, I just realized, like, oh, so. The, Those are the Banks children, right? Yeah, the Banks children. Yeah, Michael Banks is the right. one who's living in the house now. Because, exactly. you know, when we, when, you know, the first panning shots of, in the movie is like, oh, it's the original, you know. Uh, Cherry Street, uh, Cherry, Cherry Lane. Right, was right. It? Yeah, Cherry Lane. Yeah, so I was like, uh, and of course, uh, Admiral Boom is still there <laughs> with his uh, <laughs> ship on top of the house. <laughs> Definitely. And so I was like, oh, I thought these were all just shout outs to, or like kind of like, you know, little mini cameos kind of deal. But then I realized like, oh no, this is legit a, a sequel. Yeah, but I think they wrote it in a way that it's still a standalone. Oh, like, right. Yeah. It's it's definitely um beneficial if you you saw the original but uh it's it still stands on its own and, right. and they did a good job with that. I agree. Yeah, I was thinking that yeah, I mean even if I didn't see the uh, rewatch the the original that I would have pretty much understood what was happening in the movie. It's just it's nice to be able to I could relate to, you know, all these other past characters. Right. Um and uh yeah, so I had that going into the movie now, the the Mary Poppins Returns. But, of course, I was also kind of scared because after watching Julie Andrews' portrayal of Mary Poppins, I was thinking like, oh my, Emily Blunt's got some uh, big shoes to fill. <laughs> right, I mean, exactly. it's, Julie Andrews won her, her uh, Oscar for Mary Poppins. Right, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I was just curious as um how well um emily blunt uh, would be portraying you know this new mary poppins and i was pleasantly surprised she had her own take on it and um i mean there's obviously some similarities kind of like some like she still had a little bit of that sassiness um but it was still you know different different enough i feel yeah it wasn't like she was trying to copy right like a direct copy right right yeah, she was like honoring julie andrews portrayal but then really honoring the book's portrayal right so would you say she was practically perfect in every way <laughs> i mean dame julie andrews said that she was so i'm gonna go with the dame on that one there we go there we go i approve also i mean i i thoroughly enjoyed the movie 
overall. And um, uh, I, I'll agree with Rissa too. I wasn't expecting that much music in it because, I, I, as far as I knew, I didn't think uh, Emily Blunt sang really all that much. I know, obviously, Lin Manuel Miranda. He does a lot of music, but wasn't um, Emily Blunt the baker's wife in Into the Woods? Yes, uh, she oh, did uh, appear in that movie. So I, when I saw that, I was like, wow. I didn't know she could sing. And then they were promoting this film um, during the last week. And she showed up on James Gordon. And you know right. how he does a lot of music. Oh, so. right. The, in the car. Yeah. The so karaoke in the car. Right. The car, the carpool karaoke. But the segment that she did, she actually um, went on with Lin-Manuel. And the two of them were just like singing covers. It was pretty legit. But yeah. I mean, like. So James Corden was the baker right. in Into the Woods, and then Emily Blunt was his wife, and that's a quite quite a significant role uh, because I I played Little Red Riding Hood in Into the Woods before, um, and the baker's wife is basically like a main character all the way up until um, intermission. Right, right. Uh, so she has she has significant songs in in that movie, and she did a really good job. And if if uh, our listeners didn't know, Rob Marshall also directed um, the Disney Into the Woods adaptation. So he brought back Emily Blunt, he brought back Meryl Streep, um, and he introduced us to a film version of Lin Manuel, who I will always say is a national treasure. <laughs> so um, I've been seeing some takes where people think that Lin Manuel's character is flat out annoying um what do you guys think about that i mean because you know he's there and he's there throughout the movie so uh, I th- did he I think get it- annoying at all to you guys in any parts i mean it was a little bit weird that he just popped out of nowhere but that's kind of like what bert does True. <laughs> yeah i was thinking that exact thing like he's that he's bert's version in this movie it's just yeah he he like was just said that he kind of just is always there or he kind of peers out of nowhere yeah and yeah. I, I figured that Rob Marshall was kind of trying to honor the way that Disney portrayed it. And, like, I think we're trying to assume, like, the, the directors sometimes just assume that the audience is intelligent enough to follow along. Um, and he's just going about his business, you know. And, you know, Mary Poppins is magical. She attracts Jack. And, boom, there he is. Because she's trying to matchmake him. With Mary Jane. With uh, Jane, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, cool. So... For me, my take is I I had some feeling throughout the movie that it kind of the you know like when you get the feelings like the feels um I was getting it similar to when I watched Christopher Robin uh, earlier in the year so it's like you know Christopher Robin was a was pretty much a standalone movie too um you didn't really have to know much about Pooh or his friends and stuff it's kind of like that for me where there's moments where you just you know get hit in the feels um, right. so. I had that feeling, too, in this movie. There's some scenes where it's like, wow, um, they're trying to pull, tug at the heartstrings and stuff. Was it, like, nostalgic, or is it, like, you're feeling the feels? No, I got the feels because, you know, like, there's some moments where, you know, you you feel for Michael because of his situation. Um, right. Yeah, so it's like, wow. Um, you know, he's It's doing very it. relatable. Or right, right, right. Yeah. So you can, you can relate to it as a person if you have empathy at all, you know? I think the feels that hit me similar to like Christopher Robin um, for for this movie was that Michael was unsatisfied with his job because he's an artist. Oh, okay. And I'm like, man, I'm unsatisfied with my job. I don't know what I am. Like, I don't think I'm an artist, but you know, I'm just unsatisfied. Maybe <laughs> like you Christopher want Robin to be was a, like that. Uh, an artist, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you know. Who knows? Anyway, um, Christopher Robin in his movie was very similar to that, where he was not satisfied with his job because he missed his family. Right. Um, Michael kind of had the same kind of parallel. He lost his wife, so he was on his own. And he had to give up his dream um, to support his family. And it it's like a even though it was set in the 30s during the Great Depression, um, like you can't you feel for that family. You're like, man, they just keep getting hit with they can't catch a break, you know? Yeah, one thing mm-hmm. after another, right? Right. All right. So, what do you guys think about them having a an actual villain? Well, this is not really a villain. He's like an an antagonist, like um, someone. That is, you know, against um, the the Banks family. Um, in the first one, I don't think there was a real antagonist, you know? Yeah, there was. There well. Was. I mean, like, Miss uh, Dawes Sr. 
fired Mr. Banks. Yeah, for the the Tuppins incident. Yeah, true, true. But it wasn't really like the the plot really really wasn't around them losing the house like in this one, right? Where right. they would lose the house because you know the nephew wanted to repossess it, basically. I think it was a plot driver that was necessary. Yeah, um, it was it was necessary necessary so we can have uh, Dick Van Dyke save the day, right? <laughs> Well, yeah, for it was necessary for that cameo, but I think it was necessary to move the plot along. Um, it was kind of already a slow build because uh, we had like a family with kids next to us, sitting next to us, mm-hmm. and uh, the kids got so bored that the the parents like gave them their cell phones and they were like playing games the whole time and like talking during the movie. Um, so it was a bit disruptive. Um, I don't really see it being a kid friendly movie for like the, these days. Sort of like Christopher Robin isn't exactly a kid-friendly movie right um i feel like it's more for our generation and the older generation that kind of grew up with mary, with poppins. mary poppins yeah right yeah i agree because i brought my son and then he was really really cranky and so we had to take him out of, during the movie and then bring him back in and we gave him the phone just like you did right yeah except so we I, were all the way in the back so it didn't really distract anybody yeah i think i think it's um that's why it was necessary for to have a relate well not really relatable but to have um a quintessential villain character to at least take a stab at making it a kids movie i think for me what was lacking was more music actually because really there was a lot of talking at the beginning that you know how you're saying it was dragging along i think it had to do with the dialogue it was just talk and talk and talk um they, then they get to one number and then they'll talk some more, a lot, and then it'll get to the next number. So uh, that's kind of what I thought, you know, made it drag on. I just think it was very British. Yeah, that's another thing. If we, it, Since, you know, we're not British, um, the kids nowadays are not growing up in that culture. So they yeah. don't really get it, you know. Right. Because I was talking to, to my dad about this, and um, he said that... Mary Poppins, the original, was, uh, it w- he was like five when it was released. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just kept rewatching it all the time because it was like one of his favorite movies. Um, and I guess I can see it being a kid's movie for back then, but I don't really see kids these days really enjoying Mary Poppins the way that we did. You mean the original? The original. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. Was, I'm thinking, because for, for one thing, earlier when I rewatched it on this past Tuesday, the one I sat through it, I was thinking like, dang like i enjoyed it but this is a long movie (laughs) right right true and but the thing is like back then when this movie first came out movies were such a novelty so of course you know the kids back then they'd want to they'd be more than willing to sit through this whole thing this two hours 15 minutes but yeah yeah, nowadays like you'll lose kids attention (laughs) with with that kind of length well i remember (laughs) growing up as a kid and watching mary poppins and i was like mesmerized by it well, so, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, for us, I think it works, but I'm just saying, like nowadays. So, like for, for instance, like Michael's son Zane, I don't think he'd be able to really sit through 15 hours and or two hours, 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, the original. He he did watch the original the day before. Um, he was watching it at home though, so he yeah, was able to move around. Um, right. One thing he likes about the musical numbers is he dances to them. So if. Right. If there's no space for him to dance, like in a movie theater, he's going to lose the attention of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. yeah. So I, I think like maybe for kids that are like older, they'll, they'll attach, to, like they'll cling to this one, the Mary Poppins Returns, because they'll understand it and they'll be able to keep up with the dialogue. Um, but for, for younger kids, like four and under, maybe even five and under, I don't think they'll, it'll catch your attention. Right. So, um, yeah, that's our recommendation. If it's like five and under or something like that, um, maybe it's not recommended to bring the kids for that. Um, but, you know, there's a sweet spot for the age, you know, that they'll start to get it. They'll start to understand and then they'll relate to the movie. All right. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the musical numbers then. Um, what do you guys think of the original music? Because it feels like they were all original, even though... There were some themes in there where they brought some of the first score in. Did you guys hear that? Did you pick up on that? Oh, yeah. Especially oh, yeah. towards the end. Where it's like the um, chimney sweep or like, you know, let's go fly the, a kite or something. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, when they pan Cherry Tree Lane. Um, it's the it was, medicine go down. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Spoonful yep. of sugar. Yep. 
And yep. I turned to my coworker. I was like, did you hear that? He's like, yeah, I did. I was like, <laughs> okay, just making sure you heard it. <laughs> so, yeah. That was you... the one that was like in my face. I was like, oh, my gosh, I caught that one. Right. Yep. It's, it's very iconic, too. Yeah. Except, yeah well, so is supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, but and I don't know. And they did mention, the... right? I think right. They yeah, they, they mentioned the... They mentioned it once, but I don't think they heard the the tune for it. No, no, yeah. But so, I think um, the kite did play at one point when they were chasing it. Right, right, yeah, right, yeah. So, um, what do you guys think of the original music? Do you think it what will be as memorable as the original, like the the first movie, or is it is it like not going to be as memorable? For me, it'll be memorable, especially the um, the dance number. The one with the the lamp, torches, the lamp lighters. Yes, the Learys. The Learys. Yeah, the Learys. Yeah, I think that one w- will be memorable to me. Um, and I also like the bath song. That was oh, a cool one. That was a good one. That was the first one that we really got a full, you know, like mm-hmm. number right. Yeah, I I thought it was very intelli- intelligently shot. Like everything really fit. Um, and they utilized technology really well. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I like how they kind of made a... I felt like it was kind of like a, a shout out to the original movie in the sense of how they use like um, anime or painted backgrounds. Right. On a lot of the... And a lot of the first movie. So when the bath scene came, I was like, oh, cool. So it, and it was visually pleasing. Yeah. Um, the whole animation part of it. And um, yeah, I just I appreciated that that kind of a visual shout out to. I, I think the when you get to the meat of like the animation meets live action, that was really when they jumped into the uh, the China, though, the vase. Oh, right. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a good, you know, blend. Right. That one was it was very reminiscent of when they jumped into the chalk paint right. uh, chalk mm-hmm. drawing. Yeah. You know, they even like, brought oh. back the penguins. She's uh, <laughs> Yes, they did. Yeah. When she started spinning the bowl, I was like, "Uh-oh, they're going to go in there." Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Um what I also I I like the 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 scene where she performed on stage in the china bowl. Yeah. yeah. Like that was a good song too, I felt. The yeah, Royal her. Dalton Hall right? <laughs> Music Hall. Right. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah. Oh, no, where, no. That one was the, the books. Yes, yes. When she was on the stage. She was Not about to judge talk- a book by the cover, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That song, yep. I really like Topsy Turvies or <laughs> the, the cousin. coming up turtle or... Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so for the listeners who haven't or who are listening now, we're talking about the scene where they go after... They're going to repair the China. They go to Mary Poppins' cousin, uh, Topsy Turvy. Well, it's a very long uh, Russian name. Um, yeah, and she goes by uh, aunt or cousin Topsy. Topsy. Um, yeah. So that's pay- played by Glenn Close. No, uh, Meryl Streep. Oh, sorry. Meryl Streep. I got them confused. <laughs> so, <laughs> Glenn yeah. Close is Corella DeVille. That's right. <laughs> so it's uh, Meryl Streep as Topsy. And um, what happens is the the whole place turns upside down. Because it's only second every Wednesday. second Wednesday, yeah. Right. Because it, it happened to be the second Wednesday. Yep. Um and and that's she she explains how she can't fix anything on the second Wednesday because everything flips upside down. Coming uh turning turtle. Right, turns turtle. Yeah. And then left becomes right, up becomes down. Right. <laughs> so Mary Poppins says, you know, you can fix anything. But she's like, not on the second Wednesday. But then and they uh, go through the whole dance number. Right. Mm-hmm. How she's confused about, you know, what she doesn't like. The reason why she doesn't like being upside down and all that. And um, so, yeah. You want to talk about that number, Rissa? Yeah. Um, I think it was one of my favorite numbers because I loved um, Cousin Topsy's portrayal because Meryl Streep is amazing. Um, and I was just wondering... Like, throughout the whole dance scene, I was like, is she doing her own stunts? You know? Because yeah. I'm like, she's she's kind of... Oh, when she, getting... like, jumped on the poles and spinning. Yeah, I'm like, and... she's kind of getting up there in age. Um, mm-hmm. And then she does, like, flips and stuff. I'm like, that has to be a stunt double. Definitely. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? So... Unless Meryl Streep is really that amazing. Well, you know, could never be. Know. <laughs> never know. I, maybe she's an ageless wonder. Well, we, uh, we, I, I guess we just have to look at the credits again to see if there's any credits stunt for stunts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, no, it was the choreography was really excellent. The music was um, was on point. Um, and everybody like within that scene, it was it was just it was a fun, upbeat kind of number. Um, 
when the movie opened, it was kind of slow. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda was lighting or turning out all the lights. And I was like, he missed one. And then he just <laughs> kept moving. And then I was like, that was really bothering me. So this one, it felt like a complete all-around number um, with all the props and the staging. Well, however, whatever you call it in, in films, not like with stage. But yeah, the mm-hmm. way that they framed the shots, it was, it was great. Good, good. So... Um... All right, let's talk about cameos, guys. Um, so one cameo that we see first, I believe, would be Dick Van Dyke. Um, he shows up at the end. Not as Bert, though. No, right. as Dawes Jr. So a little tidbit. he pl- uh, Dick Van Dyke in the original played Bert, but he also played Mr. Dawes Sr. Oh, yes, right. that's right. That's right, he did. So now he's playing his own son. Right. Which I was, uh, when I watched the the original again earlier today, I was saying like, hey, that's, he's the, um, I guess the, the new bank owner in the new movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was looking at the younger, quote unquote, younger son of, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Senior. So then so, he ended up playing himself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause in the original, it was a different actor that played Dawes Jr. Yeah. The son. Right. Yeah. So, um, what did you think of his portrayal of the son? Uh, Rissa, what do you think? I thought it was eccentric and super fun. And uh, I was like, man, he can still move. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised. He's like 90, right? Or over 90. He's over 90. I think he's like 93. Yeah, 93. Like and He was like jumping on, on a desk. And I was like, man, this guy can still move and tap dance. What's yeah. with that? <laughs> what did you think, Nelson? Well, I... I was really hoping we'd get to see Bert also, uh, <laughs> but yeah. I, they they mentioned him because like um, the start of the movie, even Mary Poppins asked about Bert uh, yeah. to Jack, and Jack was like, "Oh, he's doing fine." But I mean, that that was all that they just mentioned him. They didn't actually he didn't actually appear. So I was hoping Bert would show up, but we got um, Dawes Jr. instead, which is fine. And I I completely agree with both of you that I'm surprised that he's so energetic still <laughs> yeah it was awesome to see and yeah, he, um yeah he's pretty nimble right right yeah but I think uh, a bert cameo would have been fun but i, yeah, I think I similar so. to um like what julie andrews wanted right, to for avoid. mary poppins oh for yeah. emily blunt yeah right i think it was it was doing you know doing uh lin-manuel miranda justice to not have bert in there otherwise everyone would everybody would compare him when they're still comparing him, um, which is unfortunate. Right. So I guess that's the the knock that I've been hearing is that people are saying, like, he's no Dick Van Dyke. But, you know, it's two different characters. So you have to take each character as they are in the movie. Right. Yeah. So, kind of like what Rissa was saying. Yeah. Just trying to give them this is their movie or this, you know, we'll, we'll focus on these t- new or not new, but these characters that are in this movie but still have you know a link to the original but you know emily blunt plays mary now and then right there's this new jack character so for this movie all right so another uh cameo i don't know if it's a cameo or whatnot but um it would be dawes's nephew played by colin firth um what do you guys think of colin firth's you know acting in this the casting was pretty good. Um, I totally pegged him as being a bad guy before they even revealed it, though. Oh, yeah. Um, it was. I feel like it was pretty obvious. It was super obvious. I was like, oh, this guy is so skeevy. Um, it's like, how do you not find Banks' name in the ledger, right? Right? You just, like, skipped over it and then he tears it. I was like, I, I called that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought that the casting was really, really good. Um, it's just funny to me that, you know, with a cast full of, almost full of British people, you have um, Meryl Streep and Lin-Manuel Miranda not being British. Um, but I mean, in the original, you had Dick Van Dyke, so it's, it's fine. Um, yeah, but true. yeah, Colin Firth was a, he, he did a good job being a villain. He's usually not the villain. He's usually like the white knight. Um, yeah, that's usually so. who he portrays. Yeah, so I, I like this, this uh, change of pace for him. Uh, Nelson, any opinions on Colin Firth's uh, acting? Well, um, I thought he was pretty convincing. He was, you know, trying to give off the the nice guy kind of deal. 
um, trying to help out, quote unquote, Michael at the start of the movie. And then they even kind of, I don't know if foreshadowing is the correct term here, but when, you know, they went into the, when Mary Poppins and the children went into the, the, the pot. Ceramic, yep. Yeah. And then there's the wolf. Yeah. Um, and then obviously they tried to make that connection with the, the, the pocket watch. Yeah. Yeah. As like, they both had the similar uh, tendency to swing the watch. So like, Hey, they're, they're, you know, Wolf is the bad guy in the China. So kind of link it back to, um, the actual, uh, antagonist. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was a nice and appropriate connection. Yeah. I think it helped with uh it would help with younger kids right um, right to yeah show the parallels mm-hmm. so uh i thought it was he he did a good job and then obviously yeah toward the end and and um off uh off to the side when banks is not around he's like super you know mean <laughs> and, uh, he played the appropriate part i feel yeah i agree i like this portrayal so um so let's actually go to the uh, the like another cameo toward the end um it's actually angela lansbury um she shows up as the balloon vendor so mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie they mentioned the balloon vendor right um like the banks kids try to they want a balloon but they're trying to buy groceries um for the dad because uh, he sent them out so yeah, and the, uh, how they wouldn't have enough <laughs> right if georgie was to buy a balloon they won't have All enough right to get the groceries so they don't show the balloon vendor until the end and then you see it's angela lansbury and she starts singing and you're like whoa it's mrs Mrs. potts Potts. (laughs) okay so honestly i didn't realize it was angela lansbury until the credits really Um, yeah because she got so old yeah she she definitely did even with her singing i was just like who is this lady she looks so familiar and then it got to the credits. I was like, oh, it was Angela Lansbury. No wonder. Yeah. I yeah, I had to look it up, too, because um, they focused a lot on her, like, with the camera. So I'm thinking, like, she's probably a big deal. I just don't know her. <laughs> yeah. So, I, so I, I'll admit that, yeah, I had to look it up, too. <laughs> yeah. I picked up on her immediately. I saw well, her face. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's Angela Lansbury. I was like, oh, well, okay. Um, but, yeah, it was a surprise to me that she was in the movie. I didn't even know um, until which I is saw funny her. because it was it she's listed yeah you know yeah but I didn't even realize I was just like what <laughs> okay didn't make the connection <laughs> yeah I didn't make the connection I was like huh I haven't seen her all movie and then at the end I was like I still haven't seen her <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that was her <laughs> so what did you guys think of that um, that scene with the balloons and then they start floating they go up in the sky and all that um they weren't laughing though. <laughs> i know so yeah what where's, where's uncle <laughs> albert <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was yeah go ahead it was very disney um i liked it. it it was whimsical and crazy and it just it fit even it kind of reminded me of greece you know where they're in the flying car at the end oh yeah i was just like this is so surreal and magical altogether but it, at least this scene fits the world of mary poppins with her being magic um so yeah i enjoyed the scene a lot but it was sad that you know mary poppins turned to the balloon lady and was like um oh the balloon lady said to mary that you know the adults will forget and she's like they always do um, oh i know that's so, kind yeah, of sad. i was like oh man isn't that the truth though just like we're around christmas time you know yeah leading up to christmas adults are super friendly super kind to each other and then right after we forget wow that's yeah, deep i know <laughs> but i it's it's you know disney kind of does that to me where it's self-reflection type of thing especially with with these live action movies um so yeah i i kind of thought about it and i was like yeah it's it's very appropriate that this is being released around christmas time um because it gives people that that joy the way that you know the original mary poppins did and it brings people back to childhood um so yeah what did you think nelson on this scene well yeah i i kind of felt like it was it was coming (laughs) in the sense that uh you know once um uh i forget who's the first one who picked up a balloon was it jack or was it the children i thought Uh, it was michael oh right yeah you're right yep it was michael 
So, um, yeah, once uh, he started floating away, and then, you know, everyone, like, then the children picked up a balloon. I also kind of lulled when um, uh, the antagonist of the movie decided to, like, oh, what the heck, I'll try picking out a balloon, and then it just flops to the ground. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, serves you right, man. You get to, you don't get to fly. <laughs> Your balloon died. <laughs> you didn't pick the right one. <laughs> But uh yeah no I I thought it was uh it was fun. Um and I agree yeah it was very Disney for for that to happen. But uh yeah overall I thought it was a very very good ending to the movie. On a very on a happy note. And well other than the fact that, you know Mary Poppins had to leave without anyone thanking her again and I got super sad. Yeah, yeah, that that in that in that respect, yeah, of course, it's a little like, oh, like when the wait. wind started blowing, I was like, yep. no, <laughs> not again. Right. She's so, always but, without a trace. <laughs> but overall, I thought it was a, a good end to the movie. Yeah, that's good. Uh, for me, it brought back like from the first movie, "Let's Go Fly a Kite." You know, <laughs> yep, yep. That's how they ended. The yeah, how they ended it there at the park. It's like, yeah. you know, but they this tried one with to. Balloons. Yeah, mm-hmm. they tried to parallel um, the first ending. So it's like, hey, let's end it on a happy number, and then they did the same for this one with the balloons. Let's end it on another happy number. So, um, yeah, I think they intentionally did that, but it works because you get hit in the feels again. Yeah, it's a nice yeah. feel good ending so one of the things that confused me was how jack and um balloon lady knew mary yeah that's a yeah exactly how did they know well i think jack kept saying it's mary poppins remember he kept saying that um Mm -hmm. like don't you know mary poppins right like as if people everyone should (laughs) yeah let's everybody should who know who mary poppins is already um i feel like Mary Poppins has a connection to the common folk, you know, the the ones that do the work that nobody wants. Like before it was the um, the ones that do the chimney sweeps. And then now it's the lamp lights and the Learys, the Learys and the balloon lady. Um, Remember, I I think in the first one, she connected with the the one feeding the birds, the, the, the one where they. They the gave lady the toppins the, for the bag, yeah. right? Yeah. Toppins, toppins, toppins a bag. Exactly. So I think Mary Poppins connects to the common folk, whereas, you know, these other people won't know who she is, right? So, so she's like an urban legend type yeah, of thing? Yeah, yeah, like that. So if you don't know the, the, the urban legends, you won't um, be privy to it. You won't know who they're talking about, right? So... <laughs> Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I, I won't disagree with what you were just saying, but um, I think Jack has actually known her for a while, just because um, I just, like I mentioned earlier, I just watched it again, the original, um, and um, the scene where the chimney sweeps, they you know get inside the Banks household, and as they're leaving, because Mister Banks got home, um, there's one kid, one kid chimney sweep, and I think that was Jack. I wanna, I wanna, I want him to be, <laughs> but I don't think they mentioned any name. But I think you might be right though, because yeah. Jack mentions Bert and having worked with or with the, yeah, with, with, the, with yep. the with the sweeps back then. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's... so I think that's how Jack knows Mary Poppins. Right, but... exactly. So it might have been something like that too with the uh, balloon vendor. You know, since mm-hmm. she's in the park, she probably you know saw yeah, Mary Poppins probably before. at some point. Yeah, you know, has. Bum or has encountered Mary Poppins before, yeah. Especially because she's pretty old at that point, so you'd think she knows a lot about life and stuff. <laughs> or it could just be magic. That's true. Or, yeah. It's true. Because you... the whole movie, I was just chalking up to Mary Poppins is magical. She yep, might she is. just yeah. She knows everything. She knows everyone. Maybe she's casting, you know, something over to them to remind them of her presence. I don't know. <laughs> I just accepted it as magic. But it and, seems yeah. she's it seems practically like, perfect in every way. True. But it seems like, you know, Jack, he's an adult and mm-hmm. he doesn't forget about her. Other than well, you know Michael and Jane didn't forget about her. But they they remember how they said that their experiences as a child as children, they would pretend 
that would they would do magical things with Mary Poppins. Yeah. Well, yeah, they they, they dismissed it. it. Yeah. 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 But Jack didn't, you know. He he knew it was magic. He knew it was real. So, yeah. So I don't think it's just Mary Poppins's magic, you know. There's some people who will block it out, but then others who will, you know, give in to the magic. So like some muggles. <laughs> uh oh. I know. This is uh moving into another territory here. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm a nerd. Yeah, no, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, what do you guys I mean, I guess that's pretty much a lot of what we have to discuss, right? Yeah, I mean, that was um pretty much all of my thoughts really for the movie. Rissa, do you have any other takes you want to share? Um, I read something that some of the scenes were shot um, at Buckingham Palace grounds. Really? Yeah, and I was like, what? They're so allowed to do that? <laughs> what scenes would that be, though? I don't know. When they're know. in the park? or I have no idea. And I, I, I was, like, racking my brain for, like, where it possibly could have been. Um, because the Wikipedia is saying that it was shot at, like, in Surrey and in some studios and stuff. So I, I don't know. Maybe that article lied to me. But hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I mean, was like, when would that happen, right? Yeah, I, the set design was super on point, I feel. But obviously, right. you know, the times are better for, you know, better production <laughs> nowadays. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to think, like, uh, Buckingham Palace, really? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Huh. I was like, the palace grounds? What? I don't know. Um, but yeah, they, they did a really good job overall with with the production value and i i hope that they at least recoup the amount of money if not exceed um because from their opening week uh numbers i was seeing like a a a lag um so hopefully people go out and actually watch it because it's a great movie So so this this reminds me um so now that we have seen this movie leading back to our discussion on the golden globes yeah i was gonna bring that up too just now <laughs> yeah do you guys think um this emily blunt is uh you know worthy of the actress of the year or you know best actress and, category uh, yeah and then also the movie itself would be best picture uh, best picture yeah so i think it was emily blunt lin-manuel and the movie for best picture in musical or comedy. Um, as far as Emily Blunt in her category, I think she should win it. Um, I don't remember there being very stiff competition for film, um, for musical or comedy. Um, for Lin Manuel, I don't, I don't know if you have some people saying that his character was annoying. Um, but yeah, I, I think that it was definitely deserving the, of the nominations. I don't know. If it's deserving of the wins, um, it really depends on the category um, who they're going against. How about for score? Do you guys think actually they weren't up for score? Were they? I don't know. Let me look. I think it was Wreck-It Ralph in this category. Oh, they have four. Yeah, best original score as well. Okay. Uh, what do you think? Do you think it's um, it would win that? I think so. I, I thought there's a lot of hands. memorable um, music for. And obviously being original for the movie, I yeah. think so. I like the scoring in there. It um, brings back memories of the first movie. So, you know, especially like I was saying, where we mentioned about the hints to some of the older songs. Um, I like that they threw it in there. Uh, it, it really works to be like a good background for the whole like film. So Okay, so for Emily Blunt's category, I'm kind of torn. Um because What's her competition? Constance Wu is Constance in there. Wu? Oh, for comedy, yeah. Yeah. Rachel Chu. Um, yeah. I would be happy with either of those. If mm-hmm. they're the other three, I'll be very disappointed. So. <laughs> who, are, who are the other three again? Was it well, like Rachel? One well, was Charlie's uh, Thorin, Theron. Yeah, Charlie so Theron. Olivia Coleman for The Favorite, Elsie Fisher for 8th Grade, and Charlie's Theron for Tully. Mm. And those then haven't Elm- even come out yet, so... Yeah, Emily Blunt was um, listed first, and then Constant Wu was listed last. Um, well, remember their, you were saying their, uh, that was because it's alphabetical. Alphabetical, order. yeah. yeah. Um, for best actor, musical or comedy, Lin Manuel is going against Christian Bale for his portrayal in as a uh, Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney, yeah. Um, Viggo Mortensen 
Robert Redford and John C. Riley for Stan and Ollie. So that's gonna be tough. It's a tough category. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if he can edge anybody out on that. Yeah, it's pretty tough there. But um, yeah, best original score. Um, also another tough category. What are the uh, movies again for those? A Quiet Place, mm-hmm. Isle of Dogs, Black Panther, First Man, and Mary Poppins Returns. Well, mm-hmm. at least there are two Disney movies in there. Yeah, but it's going to be tough. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then what was the last uh, category? Best uh, Picture. Best, best picture. picture. Okay, Musical or Comedy. Um, Crazy Rich Asians, The Favorite, Green Book, Mary Poppins Returns, and Vice. Wow, this is going to be Hard tough. categories. Yeah. So, I mean, just getting the, the nods are really great. I hope that they get nods for the Academy Awards as well, um, especially for production and for costumes. Yeah. Because they have way more um, categories in those things. Um, set design, um, production, direction, all that good stuff. I hope that they get some nods in, in those res- regards. Yeah, I think they're deserving um, for a lot of those categories. So hopefully when, when we see the um, the release of the categories, they're nominated in um, at least a few of them, right? Yeah, I think this was Disney's big uh, big push for the awards this year. The uh, For like all the movies they put out or? Out of the one? movies that they put out this year, um, I think Mary Poppins Returns has the best shot at actually okay getting something big yeah i think so so um if if one of these categories wins um in the golden gloves do you think they have a really good shot at winning as well at the academy awards i mean it's uh maybe they're not related because they're not the same um associations giving them out right i know but isn't aren't they usually like isn't there an indicator like one one award show will indicate if you have a good chance at the Academy Awards. Yeah, I mean, definitely, because, you know, critics are the same way and the voting bodies will kind of go with whatever the general feeling towards a movie or TV show or film is. Um, so I think hopefully if they get one, it kind of has a push towards, you know, the other. But you never know. That's true. All right. So any closing thoughts on the movie before you wrap up here, Ursa? Uh, go watch it. Help, <laughs> uh, help out with the box office because I think right now it's at like 50 mil. I don't know. Made? If, yeah, made, that they made. Um, and I think the budget was 130. Wow. Mm. Um, Big budget. So they have some, some ground to, to make up there. Um, so hopefully the Christmas Day rush will help because I know that they pulled the, the release date forward. Because it was supposed to be released on Christmas Day. So hopefully, you know, the holiday rush will help out. So, Nelson, any uh, closing thoughts on the movie? Um, again, great movie. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, uh, I wouldn't be opposed to, um, you know, another sequel, per se. Or just another, like, movie add-on. And, um, like, what you guys were talking about, like... It'd be cool if, yeah, Julie Andrews could make an appearance then. But obviously, let's hope that it won't take too long again for uh, another movie to come out. Yeah, but, uh, please not yeah, another. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And um, looking forward to more than uh, for what Disney has to offer, which they have a lot coming next year. <laughs> a lot. There's a lot. Definitely. I, too, enjoyed this movie. Um, I didn't get to see... the all all of it because i brought my son out of the theater but you know i saw most of it so um i really enjoyed it and i hope that you listeners will give it a chance um don't look at reviews first and then you know not decide not to watch it at least uh try to watch it one time you know um so that that's my uh that's my take on it and then um so, do you guys have any closing remarks you want to say to our listeners? Rissa? Um, thanks for continuing to support. Sorry if you had to skip out on this episode until this point. Um, but I hope you continue to enjoy our content. Um, we have more coming towards you, especially, I think, some vlogs that are still on the docket to be released. 
Um, please uh, make sure to subscribe to all of our social media platforms. And uh, I hope you have a happy holidays and a happy new year. And uh, Nelson, anything you want to say to our listeners? Listeners? Yeah. So thanks, guys, for coming by and hanging out with us. Um, and um, shout out to every one of our uh, 2,000 plus followers now on Instagram. Uh, yeah. I know Mike is going to touch on this in a bit, but I just want to give a personal thank you for all the support. And um, yeah, it's lots more content headed your way. So um, look forward to that. So thank you so much. And um, happy holidays as well. So I also want to thank everybody um, who's been listening and supporting our podcast, as well as all our social media channels. Um, we It's been eventful for us in terms of Disney this year in 2018, and we're looking forward to a, a big Disney 2019. So um, I hope you guys stick around for that and you continue to help us spread the word about our channel and about our podcast because you know it helps us grow and it helps us uh, get you guys more content so we are um, celebrating our 2,000 followers on Instagram like Nelson mentioned uh, with a giveaway um, if you guys want to enter uh, head to Disney Time Podcast on Instagram look at the picture of the Steamboat Willie plush like that photo and then also follow us on Instagram and then that will get you entered um, so we are also going to, next week, we're going to do a recap, um, of our year 2018, uh, for the podcast. And then we're going to look forward as well to 2019 and what we're going to be doing in the upcoming year. So I just want to thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you next time, next time. See ya. Later.